Good evening, everyone. How are you? Welcome to Fresh Start. Are you ready to get started? Are you ready to be fresh and refreshed? All right. Would you stand with me? We're going to read God's Word. Some of you are thinking about that Subway commercial, right? I heard somebody mention it. You got to eat fresh to be fresh. Is that Pastor Jason? We're going to refresh ourselves in God's Word and God's Spirit tonight. Psalm 86, love this. We're going to pray a prayer of consecration to begin this evening. Psalm 86, uh, right in the middle, David says this. Among the gods, there is no one like you, O Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Verse 11. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. I want to key in on verse 11 that David says, give me an undivided heart. I want that to be our prayer as we begin tonight, that whatever distractions maybe you've had all day long or so far in the first few days of this year, that tonight we'd set the tone by saying, God, you have our attention. God, you have our devotion. As we worship you, God, you have our affection and our praise tonight. I want that to be our prayer. God, give me an undivided heart. And as we pray to consecrate ourselves this year and our families and this church and the places that we work and go to school, God, I want to be undivided in those places as well. I want to be about you and your glory and you shining through me in those places. So would you join me in prayer as we consecrate ourselves to the Lord and begin this time of worship together. God, we thank you that you alone are God. The psalm said it. There's no one like you. You're the one that does marvelous things. You're the one that spoke creation into existence. You're the one that brought us into this world and breathed life into us. God, we praise you. You alone are God. And God, we echo the, the prayer of the psalm. God, teach us your ways. Show us tonight from your word. Show us tonight through worship. Show us tonight through prayer. A little bit more about you. Teach us your ways, God, that we might revere you and follow you, love you more deeply. God, I pray over this faith family tonight that you give us undivided hearts. God, not just in this space here tonight for the next little bit together, but a prayer for this year is consecrate us to you, God. Dedicate us to you. Set us apart for you and your purpose. God, we hearken back to your word that time and time again says, be holy for I am holy. God, make that true of Mount Perrin North. Make that true of me and those of us gathered here watching online right now. Consecrate us unto you, God. To your will, to your ways, to your holiness. God, we consecrate our bodies to you, ourselves, Lord, our, our, in our entirety, our lives. Make us holy before you. Make us obedient unto your word. Make us obedient unto your spirit leading and guiding our lives. God, we consecrate our families to you. We want you to be Lord of our families, all of them, God, our extended family, our immediate family. 
we consecrate them to you as well, oh God. They belong to you. Set our families apart to bring glory to your name. Consecrate our work. God, the things that we do with our hands, let us honor you with, with what we do to earn a living. Let us honor you with what we do to provide for ourselves or our loved ones. Use us, God, as, as, as a light and a witness in the workplace. Let your glory be seen through us. God, those of us who are students, wherever you have determined that we'd be in school, whether it's a university or a public school or a private school, we consecrate ourselves to you, God, in those spaces that you be glorified, that we would honor you with the way that we study, that we would honor you with the way that we do our work and that we carry ourselves and represent you. God, make us holy in those places, God. There's nothing common anymore. Everything is holy unto the Lord. We consecrate this church unto you, God. You have placed your name on us that was preached this past Sunday. You've placed your spirit in this place, God, that every time we come together, you're showing up, you're saving, you're healing, you're delivering. God, set us apart. We don't want this year to be like last year. We need a fresh touch from you. We're not living on yesterday's blessing, Lord. We're seeking you tonight to come to this place again. Consecrate us unto you. We yield to you, Lord. There's, there's nothing we're holding back from you tonight in this fresh start service. We lay ourselves on the altar and we seek to be obedient to your word to make ourselves living sacrifices, holy acceptable, usable unto you, O oh Lord. See our hearts, hear our prayers. What these living sacrifices, God, need now is for your fire to fall. Let your fire fall and consume the sacrifice on the altar of our lives. Holy Spirit, that's you. Consume us. Consume us. Draw near to us and consecrate us for your glory for your purpose this year, oh God. Thank you for your presence in this place, God. We look forward with eager anticipation to all that you want to do tonight, all that you want to do this year, all that you want to do through the upcoming time of prayer and fasting and revival. We belong to you, God. We're here for you. We welcome you into this place. In Christ's name. Now on life, I'll stand strong and worship you. If it puts me in the fire, I'll rejoice because you're there too. I won't be formed by fear. I'll hold fast to what is true. If the cross brings transformation, then I'll be crucified with you. Cause death is just the doorway into resurrection life. And if I join you in your suffering, then I'll join you in your rise. And when you return in glory, all the angels and saints, my heart will still be singing, my song will be
Set apart for you, God. I will build my life Oh uh-huh. 
Good evening. My name is Bernadette, and I have the great privilege of serving as one of your pastors here at North. What a great night we've had so far, yes? Yes. Well, we're going to continue having a great time. Uh, next, we're going to pray for an increase in God's power in all of our services and gatherings. Doesn't that sound good? Amen. We're asking for a greater manifestation of his gifts, signs, wonders, if God's not present, is there any point in us being here, right? So I'll lead us in a time of prayer, and then we'll have the opportunity to pray individually, and I'll come back and close out this portion of our time together tonight. But before I begin, I'd like to read a passage from Ephesians. Uh, in Ephesians 1, Paul is praying for revelation for believers and I believe that each person that calls North their church home is in need of a revelation, a greater understanding and experience of God's power and presence in their lives. The passage should be on the screens. I'm starting in verse 16. Paul says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he's called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It's made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Let's pray together.
Oh, Father, we first want to recognize tonight that you are the creator and the source of all power. You made the fullness of your power reside in Christ. And because we're in him and he is in us, we too can access that same power. Thank you, God, that your power gives us all we need to live according to the spirit, to walk in holiness that you provide to help us deny anything connected to the flesh or sin in our life. You have made us to be overcomers and you have made us victorious. We renounce anything tonight, Father, that would keep us from walking in the fullness of that power. Gathered in agreement, Lord, to align with you and seek for you and all you have in this new year, we receive a fresh and new filling of your Holy Spirit. Say that with me tonight. Lord, I receive a fresh and a new filling of your spirit. Yes. God, we know that you move in power and you fill us with your spirit that we might be encouraged and that we might walk in victory as we've just prayed. We also know, God, that you move in power through your gifts in us that others may come to know you. In 1 Corinthians, Lord, you tell us to pursue love and desire your gifts that we might bring your instruction and encouragement to your church. But your word also tells us to practice them in order and submission. We first submit to your lordship, Father. We also submit to the leadership of this church that you've placed over us. We renounce striving and contriving where your gifts are concerned. We don't want anything that isn't genuine. We pray a protection over our church family, Lord. Protect us from any attempt of the enemy who would try to confuse or mislead us. Increase our discernment that we would always walk in the light and peace of Christ where these things are concerned. God, your word tells us that your power and your gifts were given also that your children might be witnesses to the lost and dying around us. You give your gifts for the advancement of your kingdom that the lost might be saved. We pray God that every unbeliever who walks onto this campus this year would encounter you powerfully, that they'd repent of their sin, be baptized in Jesus' name. Your word tells us God that it will come to pass in the last days, you will pour out your spirit on all flesh that our men and our women, our sons, our daughters will prophesy, see visions and have dreams, that your spirit would come upon all of your servants and that you would reveal your signs and wonders in our presence. We are only asking tonight for what you've promised. Awaken us, God, awaken our hearts to you. Return us to our first love. Let's take just a few minutes now and pray individually. I wanna encourage you, ask him to encounter you. Ask the Lord to remove anything that might be standing in the way of knowing him more fully. Lay everything down at his feet. Ask him for a deeper, more intimate walk.
In closing tonight, God, we profess in agreement that Christ Jesus, the head of your church, is Lord over Mount Perrin North. We profess tonight that we want what he has for us in 2023. And we say yes to you, God. We wanna see your gifts in operation that we may walk in holiness and wholeness, that the lost may be saved, that the bound may be set free, that the broken would find healing in your presence. For your glory, God, it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Amen. Can we stand again together tonight as we continue to sing? song is just a continuation of that prayer that says, God, show us your glory. God, let chains fall and fear bow in your presence. So we got attitude to sing together tonight.
so much more than lyrics tonight. God, we're convinced that you never change. We're convinced that chains do fall. They break in your presence. We're convinced that fear has to bow. we believe but help our unbelief tonight strengthen our faith strengthen our hope in you God remind us of who you are oh how we need you oh how we need you You are 
Time north, would you sing? Oh God, I need you. Sing. Oh God. You believe that tonight? Amen. I'm going to ask you to have a seat for just a moment, please. In the Psalms, there is a Psalm that's very familiar to most of us. If you've been in church for any amount of time, you've heard this Psalm. There have been more songs written about this song that was written in the Psalms. After David was king and his son Solomon was king, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, took the throne and through acts of selfishness and defiance, refused to listen to the people, God tore away part of the kingdom from him. There were 12, 12 tribes. He took 10 of those tribes, the northern tribes, and he gave them to a man named Jeroboam. Jeroboam became so fearful that he would lose his kingdom because the temple was in Jerusalem. And so Jeroboam, instead of allowing his people to go down to Jerusalem where the southern tribes were, Israel to the north, Judah to the south, Jeroboam decided that he would build a shrine that would serve as a substitute for the temple. In the very northern part of the Sea of Galilee where the four rivers come together, the springs come together and form the headwaters of the Jordan River, there are still remnants, remains of that shrine there, Jeroboam's shrine. You can hear the headwaters of the Jordan River. You can hear the rushing of the Jordan River as you stand there. And with that as the backdrop, I want to read to you this passage that was written by the psalmist when he couldn't go to be in the presence with the Lord. He says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Notice what, 
He didn't say, when can I go to church? When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. Why people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. What he's saying is, I am forbidden to go, and I long for the day that I can have an encounter with the true God. And right now, I will serve you as I feel as far from you as I possibly can. All I want is to be in your presence. As Brett said earlier, his prayer was to give us an undivided heart. And my concern as a pastor, and especially as we go into 21 days of prayer and fasting in these revival nights, is that we live in a day and time where everyone's heart seems to be divided. Hearts that go through the motions. They get up, they come to church, but they don't want an encounter with God. They want to check off the list, the to-do list of good things in their lives. Hearts that mix worship of God with worship of worldly things. Hearts that take their own personal agendas and they try to put scripture to their agendas. I looked uh, this earlier this week. I found several different types of study Bibles that are, one of them is very wrong and the others just seem strange to me. One of them is called the Queen James Bible. All it is is propagating gay rights and trying to put scripture around it. But then there are others that they, they seem to be okay. There's, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. And, and I actually, if I'm honest with you, I actually own one of these Bibles. Bought it 20 years ago. It's called the Leadership Bible. John Maxwell put it out. I'm not here to bash it, okay? It takes leadership principles and it inserts it into the scripture. But the whole focus of the study Bible is to learn leadership from the Bible. There's the inclusive Bible, which is about, um, it's about um, gender equality. There, there's nothing wrong with it. All it's doing is, it, it, there's no, but, it, but it's, it starts with that premise. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is the American Patriot Bible that pulls politics and American history and, and it wraps the Bible around it. And I'm not here if you say, man, I got that Bible. I'm not here to mess with your Bible. What I'm saying is we live in a time that starts with an agenda and wraps scripture around it. When did the word stop being enough? When the scripture begin to take the central part of our lives again? When do we take our agendas and cast them to the side and allow the scripture to determine the agenda of our lives instead of trying to wrap scripture around what we want? 
when do we yield our hearts and our minds and our souls to the very life-giving word so that he can take us and make us who he wants us to be? Jeroboam told the people they can worship God in this place. You can do it the same way you do down here. It'll be just as good. And the psalmist says, I long to not go through the motions up here. I long to go where the presence of God is. I long to be in a place, something that's not staged, something that has no agenda. It simply wants the presence and the power of God in my life. And my prayer for you and for me in these 21 days of prayer and fasting and these revival knots is that God would take these divided hearts that we would give him our undivided attention so he could do the unifying work of giving us hearts that are aligned with his. So I'm gonna ask you to stand with me and I wanna, I wanna pray for us tonight. Father, I thank you that your word is enough. Everything about it is enough. The only agenda you started with in the word of God was to reveal your holy self to an unholy people so that you might make us holy through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the only agenda. This Bible is not about me. It's not about us. It is all about you. Oh, God, touch our hearts and help us to not come to the house of God with selfish motives. Lord, I know you're going to pour out your spirit. I know you're going to heal bodies. I know you're going to restore lives. I know that you're going to take and, and reconcile people's broken relationships. I know all of those things are going to happen. But, Lord, I pray that we enter into this place not looking for something from you, but looking for you and just you. Oh God, as we do that, I pray that we don't stumble in here and just go through the motions. I pray that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise and be thankful unto you and bless your name for you are good and your mercy endures forever. I pray, Lord, that you would take our hearts and you would search us completely, O oh Lord. Start with me. Start with us. Search us, O oh Lord. And if there's any hardened places, any places that are jaded from past or jaded from experience, break them down in the name of Jesus so that your healing balm will build us up again. God, I pray that if there's anyone that bring, brings their own agenda into their, their, their worship, I pray, O oh God, that you would give us the capacity to cast that aside in Jesus' name and let the world be the agenda. Let Christ be the agenda. Let the Holy Spirit be the agenda. Let the Father be the agenda so that you may build us up in the kingdom of God. Break down our flesh so that you can build up our spirit. God, this Sunday through communion, as we consecrate this time of prayer and fasting, I pray that it would not be one of those times where we just get by. I pray that it's not one of those times where we, go, where we enter into it with dread, thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do and how hungry I'm going to be. I pray that we would lean into the promise, O oh Lord, that when we humble ourselves before you, you raise us up in Christ. Do that now in the name of Jesus. Do it not just for our sake. Do it for your glory. Do it for your kingdom. 
them. Do it for this church. Do it for this community. And let your blessings and your grace and your power and your authority flow into us as we empty ourselves. Fill us up your vessels with your power and strength and your spirit. For your name's sake, and by faith, we go ahead and give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. What an awesome time we've had together tonight. With thanksgiving, with joy in our hearts, let's sing out a song of praise to our God. We know him by so many names, so let's sing it back to him. Come on, let's put our hands together. We say... I call you maker, you give life an eternal spark. I call you healer, cause you can mend any broken heart. I call you faithful father, you finish everything you start. And my soul was made to respond. Let's sing it together, I know. I know you by a thousand names And you deserve every single one You've given me a million ways To be amazed at what you've done And I am lost in wonder At all you do I know you by a thousand names And I'll sing back to you, my God I'll sing them back to you Your love, your love is boundless Beyond what I could dream Your grace is patient You're never giving up on
Come on, North, if you're going to praise him, praise him. Let's praise him for who he is tonight, for all that he's done for us. Lord, we lift you up. We magnify your blessed holy name. We praise you. We give you honor in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody just say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a scripture in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Look at somebody and say, he's got a plan. Look at somebody else and say it a little bit louder. He's got a plan. Verse 12 goes on to say, and you will come to me and you will pray to me and I will hear you. And tonight that's what we've done. We've come to our God, our Lord, and we've prayed to him. And from heaven, he has heard our prayers tonight. And our final prayer moment tonight is going to be thanking the Lord for all that he is going to do. We believe he's going to answer the prayers that we've lifted up tonight. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. How many of you have been to Disney World? I've got young children. I've been to Disney World more than I want to have gone to Disney World. And when we travel to Disney World, we travel with my wife's sister, Denise. And Denise is a Disney fanatic. And Denise knows how to plan a Disney trip. And let me tell you something. We don't just go to Disney and hope for the best and get in line somewhere and wait to get on the ride. Denise has gone into the system, and she has booked appointments for us at Disney. We know where we're going to eat and when we're going to eat there. We know what ride we're going to ride next. Let me tell you something tonight, church. Jesus is not sitting up in heaven next to God. The Father saying, well, what do you want to do today? And God looks at him and says, I don't know. What do you want to do today? That's not our God. Can I have an amen? Somebody say, he has a plan. He has a plan to bless you. He has heard your prayer. And it's not an accident that your prayer might be answered. This is not scraps falling from the table by accident. Our Lord and Savior and our God Almighty has a plan. He knows the answer is coming. He knows when it's coming. He knows how it's coming. He has seen it in advance for you. So let's walk like we believe that tonight. Amen? Let's walk in the knowledge knowing that he has a plan to bless us, to prosper us, and to be with us as we go forward from this place. So tonight I invite you to lift your hands, lift your voices. I can't pray this prayer for you, but I want you to pray a thanks to the Lord for the answers that are coming to the prayers that we've lifted up. I want you to pray a thanks to the Lord for the answers to the situation that you're facing. Lord, we lift up our praise and we lift up our thanks to you tonight, God, because you've got a plan and your plan is perfect, Lord, and we submit to that tonight and we thank you in advance for healings, God. We thank you in advance for deliverance, God. We thank you in advance that you're going to take this church that has consecrated itself for your work and change the world. We thank you in advance for salvations, God. We thank you in advance for baptisms, God, for provision to come down from heaven, Lord. The list can go on and on and on, but we thank you, Lord, that you've got a plan, and we thank you in advance by faith knowing that your plan is perfect, and we can't wait to see 
and celebrate what you're doing in this church and doing in our lives. Lord, you've got a plan. And we say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. One more time, would you lift up a praise to the Lord tonight? You better get loud. Give him your highest praise. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I hope you're very glad that you came to Mount Perry North tonight. We're very glad that you did come as well tonight. Before you go tonight, just a couple of things we want you to be aware of before you leave the room. We're going to be giving you a handout as you leave. As you know, our prayer and fasting season is beginning this Sunday for 21 days. And our staff and our pastors have come together and put together a devotional guide for you. There'll be videos that'll be airing daily. And there's a, a handout that goes with that, a guide to lead you through those 21 days. So we pray together in unity throughout these 21 days to see what God might do. And also want to invite you back this Saturday morning at 8 a.m. in this room. We have what we call Second Saturday Prayer. And that's where anyone from the church that wants gathers with some of the pastors and staff here. We worship, we pray, we pray through needs. We, we, we have a really sweet time with the Lord in this room. It lasts about an hour. So we hope that you'll come back and be with us this Saturday for Second Saturday Prayer here in this room. If you're going to be here at Second Saturday Prayer, raise your hand. Now, don't you... Don't you fib to me now. All right. You don't have to raise your hand to make me feel good. You ought to tell the truth in church. Before I dismiss you tonight, allow me the privilege and the honor to bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Church, let's give our response from Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You are dismissed. Have a great night. Let's give God one more praise as we go tonight. Praise the Lord. <laughs>